Good morning <laughs> and how are you? Wow, dear me, it is Wednesday, so happy, happy Wednesday, middle of the weekday. So, um, as you know, on a Wednesday, I go and help um, at the library and I go and read um, story time for the little ones. But not until after I've read story time to you. <laughs> now, I'm quite excited today because I ordered four new books. How exciting! And three of them have arrived. They arrived yesterday. Now, quite disappointed because the one that I really wanted to start reading to you hasn't arrived yet. So hopefully that will come at some point later today. Um, but we are going to start reading one of the new ones. Um, and it's a book called The Adventures of Mr. Pink Whistle. Wow. So let's um, start on that in a little while. But first of all, we need a fun fact, don't we? So we all know the story of 101 Dalmatians, don't we? And we all know what Dalmatian puppies and dogs look like. They're white with black spots. That's right. But did you know that Dalmatian baby, baby puppies are born without their spots? They are just plain white and then have to be about a week old before any black spots develop at all. So they're born not looking like Dalmatians at all. <laughs> Did you know that? Well, now you do. And if anybody asks you um, that question in the future, you will know the answer, won't you? So, how about starting on our new book? Reckon? I think, well, I'm hoping that you'll like it. I remember reading these when I was a little girl um, and I loved them. And um, because I've got them as books and not just on my um, online, because I've got them as books, my children um, are going to be reading them as well, which is great. But... Here goes chapter one and is called The Little Secret Man. So, are you ready? Here goes. It isn't fair, shouted Mr. Pink Whistle. It isn't fair. He stamped around the room in a rage and his big black cat looked at him in alarm and put her tail under her out of his way. Here I've been reading about a poor man who saved up and bought a nice new teapot for his wife and on his way home a boy on roller skates banged into him and broke his precious teapot. Mr Pinkwhistle put his hands under the back of his coat, pursed up his lips and looked at his cat. 
Now, is that fair, Sooty? He shouted. Is that fair? Did anybody buy him another teapot? No. And look here. Here's a picture of a little girl who ran to pick up something for a friend and was knocked over by a motor car. Now I ask you, Sooty, is that fair? No, yow, answered Sooty in surprise. Well, I don't think it's fair either, said Mr Pinkwhistle. I do think that if people are kind, they should be rewarded, not punished. And what's more, Sooty, I'm going to do something about it. Oh, meow, said Sooty, waving a tail a little. Sooty, you know that I'm rather a lonely little man, don't you? said Mr Pinkwhistle with a sigh. And he stroked his big black cat, who had begun to purr at once. You see, Sooty, I'm not like ordinary people, went on the little man, sinking down into a chair. I haven't any real friends except you. The reason is <clears throat> that I'm half a brownie and half a proper person. So the brownies don't like me much and ordinary people are afraid of me because I've got brownie ears and green eyes like you. Brrrr, purred Sooty softly. She knew how kind her master was, even if he was only a half and a half. But, Sooty, I've got a secret, whispered Mr Pinkwhistle into his black cat's pointed ear. Oh yes, I've got a secret that I've never used yet. I can make myself invisible whenever I like. Sooty didn't know what Mr Pinkwhistle meant. She stared at him out of eyes as green as her master's. I'll show you what I mean, Sooty, said Mr Pinkwhistle. He shut his eyes and murmured a few strange words that made Sooty tremble and shiver. And then Mr Pinkwhistle disappeared. One moment he was there, and the next he was gone. Sooty blinked her eyes and looked all around the little warm kitchen. Her green eyes nearly fell out of her head in surprise. Where, oh where, had Mr Pinkwhistle gone? Sooty heard a faint giggle. And there was Mr Pinkwhistle back again. Sooty put her ears back and looked alarmed. Meow, meow, she said. Hope She hoped her master wasn't going to do that sort of thing very often. Now, that's my secret, said Mr Pinkwhistle, pleased. And what I'm going to do, Sooty Cat, is to go into the big town and look out for unlucky people. I shall go into their houses... And I shall disappear into thin air so that they don't know I'm there. And I shall see that they get a reward for being kind. What do you think of that for a good idea, Sooty? Wow, yow, answered Sooty. You'll stay here and keep house for me, said Mr Pinkwhistle. And I'll come back and see you often. Now I'll pack my bag and I'll go.
I won't let unfair things happen to people. I won't. I won't. I may be only a half and half, but I'll just show the world what I can do. He packed his bag, rubbed his face against Sooty's soft head, ran out of the front door and waved goodbye. Sooty watched her kind, funny little master go and wondered what he would do. He won't be happy away from his cosy little home, said Sooty. I know he won't. I wonder whose house he will go to. Now, in the nearest town lived a hard-working little woman called Mrs Spink. She had four small children and it was very hard to feed and dress them properly. They didn't have many treats, but they were good little things and didn't grumble. One day, they all came rushing home from school in excitement. There was Teddy with blue eyes and golden hair. There was Eliza with red curls. There was Harry with golden curls. And there was Bonnie with a mop of dark hair like a sweep's brush. They tore into the kitchen and made Mrs Spink jump so much that she almost upset the pan. <gasps> mother, mother, there's a party at school on Thursday and we're all to go, cried Teddy. But you haven't any nice clothes, said Mrs Spink. Not any at all. You've only got the ones you have on. Oh, can't you wash them, mother, and make them nice and clean, asked Eliza, almost in tears at the thought of not going to the party. Why, they had never been to one before. Well, on Wednesday afternoon, you must all go to bed so that I can wash your clothes ready for the party the next day, said their mother. That is the best I can do for you. Teddy, Eliza, Harry and Bonnie were quite willing to spend an afternoon in bed if only their mother would get their clothes ready for the party. Then she could wash them, iron them and mend them. So on Wednesday afternoon, all the four children undressed, got into their ragged little night clothes and cuddled into bed with books to read. Mrs Spink took the dirty clothes into the garden, set up her wash tub and began to wash all the clothes, socks, stockings, vests, knickers, shorts, shirts, petticoats, dresses, jerseys, Goodness, what a lot of things there were. Mrs Spink sang as she worked. She for, saw a funny little man with big ears and, a cur and curious green eyes looking at her over the fence as she rubbed and scrubbed. Good day, he said. You sound happy. Well, my four children are going to their first party tomorrow, said Mrs Spink, squeezing the dirty water from a frock, and that's enough to make any mother happy. Poor little things, they don't have many treats. I'm just washing the only clothes they have so that they can go clean and neat. When she looked up again, the funny little man was gone. Well, that was strange, thought Mrs Spink. She hadn't seen him go. She pegged up all the clothes on the line, emptied her tub and went indoors to get the tea. And do you know, the line broke.
and down went all the clean clothes into the mud. Would you believe it? Poor Mrs. Spink, when she came out to see how the clothes were getting on, she could have cried. All of them were far dirtier than before. Well, well, said Mrs. Spink, in as cheerful a voice as she could manage. I'll just have to wash them all again, that's all. So she set to work once more and put all the clothes into her wash tub again. How she rubbed and scrubbed away. She didn't see the funny little green-eyed man again, but he was there. All the same, watching her. He was sitting on the fence, quite invisible. It isn't fair, he muttered to himself, after she washed all those clothes so beautifully. No, it isn't fair. Mrs Spink couldn't mend the line. It was so rotten that she was afraid it might break again. So she took all the clean clothes and spread them out flat on the grass at the front of the house to dry. Dresses, petticoats, socks... They were all there, as clean as could be. Mrs Spink went in to take the kettle off the fire, for she really felt she could do with a cup of tea. Mr Pinkwhistle slipped in behind her, though she didn't see him. He sat on a chair and thought what a nice, clean little kitchen it was. And then a dreadful thing happened. Two dogs came into the front garden and what must they do but run all over those nice clean clothes. They didn't miss a single one. So, when poor little Mrs Spink went out to get them, there they were, all covered with dirty, muddy, poor prints. She didn't cry. She just stood and looked and gave a heavy sigh. <sighs> but Mr Pinkwhistle cried. The tears rolled down his cheeks because he was so sorry for Mrs Spink. It isn't fair, he whispered to himself. She worked so hard. <sighs> And it was all for her children. It just isn't fair. Mrs Spink gathered up all the clothes and put them into her wash tub again. She washed them clean for the third time. And she hung them up on the big arrow that swung from the kitchen ceiling. Then she went upstairs to see how the children were getting on. I'll have to iron your clothes in the morning, she told them. First the line fell down and then two dogs ran over the washing. It's all in the kitchen now. Nothing can happen to it there. But she was wrong. Something did. A big heap of soot tumbled down the chimney and when Mr Pinkwhistle looked up at the clothes... They were all black with the flying soot. How dare you, cried Mr Pinkwhistle, shaking his fist at the soot. How dare you? 
Oh, I can't bear this. I can't. I must put it right. I must. Out he rushed to put things right. Funny old pink whistle. Well, what do you think he might do to put things right? Hmm? That was very, very bad luck on that poor lady, wasn't it? All those things happening. So, it's very nice that Mr Pink Whistle was trying to put things right for her. And I really, really hope that he manages it. And tomorrow, we'll find out if he does manage it and how he manages it. <laughs> when we read chapter to two. So, did you enjoy that? I hope so, because tomorrow will be chapter two of that one, okay? So, what are you up to? Are you up to school? Are you, um, what are you doing um, today? As I say, me, I am off to the library. So, it's still hot, it's still sticky, and I'm probably still in a um, a grumpy mood because I don't like the heat. And I'm really, really looking forward to it cooling down properly. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to for a few days yet. <laughs> so I am going to go and get myself sorted. And whatever you're doing. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful time doing it. So, I will see you all again tomorrow. But until then, make sure you take care and you stay safe. <laughs> Bye for now.